Badass fucking. <laughs> you got a limp dick microphone and a Asus. <laughs> Are you a rap fan? Nope. <laughs> Nothing that I'm seeing is like, <laughs> like I don't know who you, like, <laughs> I'm batting zero for eight right now. <laughs> is that your bike? No. Mary Kate? No. <laughs> You're like, wait a second, you do live here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 3H? No. Like, you're showing up here. You're like trying to figure me out as a right. human being. You're like, oh, like, so you're like a dude who's into candles. Now. No, no, no. Plants? Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, whose stuff is this? <laughs> I got to say, I, I lived in an apartment in Connecticut with my best friend. We uh -huh. lived there for a year. We did not have one piece of furniture. Oh, yeah? It, lo dude, it looked like... It looked like if uh, you were in the military and you're running one of those co-op things and you get placed in the house yeah, and you're just yeah. staking something out, right, so right. you have nothing. I mean, you can look at my room now. It's it's a mattress on the floor, clothing everywhere. Oh, yeah. I if I'm, I ever bring pack people, I'm just like, yeah, I just moved in. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm I, I like the, the third world in me likes that lifestyle. So like, I see that, I'm like, all right, there we go. That, that's that would not be out of place in a hut, right? Know? And so I mean, I used to live in Canarsie with like no water supply. It was like an abandoned house. Uh, for like a year, I used to live and just, you know, I would get water from a Planet Fitness and bring it back and just, you know, live like an African chick. <laughs> would you show up with like the two barrels over your yeah, shoulder? Yeah, yeah, fill yeah. It up? Have, you know, I'd watch out for rapists, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> just have it on my head, you know. Like oh, we got to take a step back here. Yeah. Where's Canarsie? Is that in the city? That's uh, L train. Uh, end of L train. Okay. So you end up in an abandoned building. So you're squatting? Yeah. My, my friend. Uh, I get kicked out of my Bushwick apartment, and so I'm like, my last resort is this my friend, and he lets me uh, stay in his uh, his not gonna say house, but it's an abandoned house. So in other words, you have a friend who's homeless, and yes. he's like, listen, you, you don't want to be homeless. Yeah. If you can't pay your rent, I got you covered. Yeah, yeah, you're good. But dude, it was like it was no water, but there was electricity. There but as was, far as abandoned building go, this one's a win. This was <laughs> electricity. This was the Palace of Versailles, right? Of homeless. This building. is the five star. Yes, this is the Hilton. Aside from the no running water, it was I a mean, dream dude, come true. It was furnished with, with a couch, with, uh, with a... And you could eat the bed bugs right off it. You didn't even have yeah, to worry yeah, about no, I mean, dinner. There's no water, so there's no bugs, to be honest. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So bugs need water? Bugs need water. Bugs need water to survive. And so, you know, there was no uh, pests at all because they were starved out there. So if you want to go to war with the roaches in your building, you can yep. cut off the water supply and see no, absolutely. who no, cracks this, first. I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're, I like your smugness, <laughs> but I'm telling you, like, it's, it, it would work, like... We'd have no rats. We had no uh, cockroaches. We'd just like chill. And I, I'd get the water. I would just go get the water. You were the water guy. I was the water guy. Was everyone guy. assigned a task? This was like yeah. a commune? Yeah, yeah. I was the water guy. Uh, he was the... Uh, well, I was really the... The only task we needed was the water. And I, I would just get it because the other guy had like, you know, leg problems. And the other roommate was a uh, crackhead named Skittles. And he was just, you know... He, was <laughs> he being, sounds resourceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds like if you're putting together a team to live in squalor. He, he, he didn't know how to uh, fix his life or, or you know... Or put on the clothes that weren't inside out, but he knew how to cook. <laughs> randomly, no, you know? Skittle strikes me like a guy. He's just always coming back with candy. That's how he got his nickname. Yeah, like, like it was one of those things where I, I was too scared to ask. But yeah, that sounds like something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like end of the night, everyone's starving, and he just always shows up with like, "I got Hershey's, right, right, dudes." Right, right, right. And like, you know, I'm sure. 
That's how he got his name. But I, I was scared to ask him why he got his name Skittles because I was scared it would be like, I used to kill people with so, Skittles or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. How long were you living there? I lived there like eight months. Uh, and then we got kicked out. Uh, I think the, the What's the po- bathroom situation in a place with no water? Uh, you, you, porta potty. So you, you piss in a porta potty. And then um, you it's, it's kind of like, like porta potties are just containers. Right. So like you, you, it's like it looks like a like a toilet, but you just sit on it, and then it just goes into a into a kind of like a like a vat. And then Skittles empties it out in Skittles the morning. Skittles drinks it, I guess. Skittles, I don't know what he does. Skittles was all over it. When you said a porta potty, <laughs> I thought you literally had what you see on like a construction site in the middle no, of your no, apartment no, inside the house. No, no, no. It's like just like a little like uh, makeshift like a dada piece of art, you know. And you sh- you don't shit in it. I, to shit, I would have to walk like a mile to go shit. You go to uh, your plan of fitness. Plan of fitness to go shit. No big deal. And it's 24 hours, you know, so until until uh, it's weekends. So you, you could like, so it's one day through Friday, 24 hours, and then Friday, Saturday is, are uh, till 10 p.m. So if I came home at Saturday at 12 a.m. I'd take shit, I would either sleep, just like just sleep to the next day so I would deal with the shit the next day, or I would shit into a bag. Shit into a bag. Into a bag, yeah. That's reasonable. But it wasn't like a dirty, it was like a dolce thing about, you know. Right, because you're a guy who eats nuts for dinner and then yeah. doesn't eat for a couple days. So it just comes <laughs> yeah. out like one firm brick. Yeah, yeah, it's one, a one walnut. Yeah, it's just... not a big deal. <laughs> you, you don't need a lot of calories. You can deal with some clean yeah. shits. I get it. It's, it's a nice bag. I double bag it, you know. It's got a, it's got wiggle handles. It's, it's one of those like H&M bags. So it's not like I'm being a, like a beast or anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a... I was wondering, yep. I was going to ask, do you not have a day job that you're winning in life, but I guess you're just okay with homeless living. <laughs> yeah, I just have a low standard. If you want to win at life, you just got to lower your standards. I just Like I had an image in my head like, oh, maybe this guy's like killing it in comedy on the road. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Paying, he doesn't need, he's like, yo, <laughs> let's do this podcast during the day. I don't got to work, son. I'm a pro. No, man. I have a, a guy who was <laughs> No, man. I, Meanwhile, I, you're just friends with some resourceful guy named Skittles. Yes. So you don't have to pay any rent. Yes, yeah. Do you currently live in a, like a normal apartment? Now I or? live in a normal apartment. Okay. Uh, in Williamsburg, and I pay almost no rent. Uh, How do you pull that off? Another guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you just know a guy. I got a good smile, Rob. All right, a good <laughs> smile. A lot of things happen. So uh, I live there, and I tutor math. So I, I, that's my day job, and that's like 80 bucks an hour. So I, I go to Upper East Side and like all these white families, and I just like. You know, you just, just pretend like you're not a homeless dude for a couple hours. Bro, and it works, man. All you gotta they, do is look Indian, and right. they're like, "You're hired." Like this. Are is you actually man. Indian? What are you? I'm Bengali. Bengali? Half Indian, half Bengali. So, like, but ethnically, all Bengali. I don't know what the I, fuck I, Bengali no way is. So Bengali is like the ethnicity, and then Bangladesh is the country. So my mom is from Bangladesh. Oh, speaks okay. Bengali. Right. My dad is Indian, like technically, but he's in a Bengali-speaking part of India. Right. So ethnically, we're all Bengali, but nationalistically, when the British, you know, partitioned India into Bangladesh. And Pakistan, just nod, and then I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what I'm talking about, right? And then you know they they cut down not through ethnic lines, they cut down some random bullshit lines. So like a lot of people got you know fucking uh, refugeed immediately. Like oh fuck, and now I'm in enemy, enemy territory all of a sudden. That's how your people feel the most comfortable. Yes, yeah, almost... that's why I don't feel good with water. It's yeah. like my grandpa didn't have this. Why should <laughs> I have it? So that's why anytime I turn on the faucet, I kind of like right tears. I will say in some weird. Growing up, like, with religion way, I can afford a bed, but I do feel like the mattress on the floor keeps me humble. Humble. Oh, you grew up a Catholic? Uh, Jewish. A Jewish. Okay. But oh, Bernstein. What the fuck? Yeah. But there's something to that to me of, like, hey, I don't need to live in, like, like luxury, yeah. perhaps. Like, there's something to, hey, I sleep on a mattress on the yeah, floor. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm keeps with that. you a bit grounded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Hey, uh, fuck it. I, I like that. I like that idea of, of hard work, take the pain, like, Sisyphus type shit. Right. I've always had, like, a... A joy, like I love for that. Like 
But then in every other way in my life, I'm just a glutton. Yeah. <laughs> the discipline or like that approach does not apply yeah, to anything see. other than my shitty mattress on the floor. Dude, there's a fork. There's two forks on the table, which means that you don't have the, the wherewithal to go to the kitchen. You just have the fork here for easy access. That's actually my roommate's doing, okay. but that, there's probably forks on my desk okay, in my okay, room. Okay. <laughs> I can't shit on his fork. Forks. <laughs> Can I just tell you something? When you explain that situation, I'm like, oh, that's actually like a really smart idea. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just leave the forks, forks on your table, on table. permanently? <laughs> One napkin, you know what I'm saying? Just keep it, keep it real. Hey, listen, you lived in squalor. How dare you judge our forks on I know, table I know. situation? I know, I with a bougie, uh, you know. All right, we, we hopped right into this, but I, I want to give you a formal introduction. Oh, yeah, up, so we're on the uh, Run Your Mouth podcast. I have no idea what episode this we is. We're going to run our mouths a little bit. Yeah, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to run our mouths a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, this goes out. I usually do it with the co-host, but he's got a day job. Uh-huh. He's got kids. He can't live in situations without water. So Yeah, what didn't... a pussy, huh? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so he couldn't make it. We're, we hope you're uh, wearing your robe, enjoying your work day. So today I got Yusama Siddiqui. Yes, you got it. Yusama Siddiqui. And the reason I'm bringing you on is last week, Trump, a couple weeks ago, he bombed Syria. Uh-huh. Then he dropped the mother of all bombs. And I feel yeah. like now more than ever... We have to get to know our enemies, so okay. that's why I'm having you on. So I'm glad to be here <laughs> with the infidel Robbie Bernstein. He's hanging out, being Jewish and shit. Exactly. This is actually, I mean, if this gets viral, this, this could be like used as a piece to like, they they all don't kill each other, you know? Oh, okay. Muslims and Jews, there's like a- Get it along. They can talk. Well, I got, I got a real um, feeling, I, I think nations and borders divide people or people, uh-huh. and you, we everyone just has like a fear of the unknown. It's so like sometimes, yeah. like I even have like yeah. friends, and you don't talk to them for like two weeks, and you're like, "Oh shit, this person hates me," kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just oh, start getting sure, in your head. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comics, you see them, and like, maybe they don't laugh at one of your jokes. And you're like, "Well, I guess this guy wants me dead," you know? Right. And uh, then you finally just hang out with them. You're like, yeah. "I don't know, we're cool." That was just yeah. like some bullshit in my right. own brain. And like when you bring in that bullshit, sometimes sometimes they catch that bullshit, and they're like, "Oh god, this guy hates me." Like so, it's like this positive feedback loop of like. Oh, that weirdness. everyone just thinks that we hate each other. Right, right. And like the two people think they hate each other, but really it's just. It's just this weird feedback loop of like, oh, this guy hates me. Oh, this guy hates me. And then you talk to him and you're like, oh, wait, this is just right. us creating our own fucking vortex. You know? The other thing that I feel is good about having you around is that I feel like when ISIS attacks us next, people yeah. like you, Sam, are going to be in the know. Oh, hell yeah. Hell like, yeah, I feel dude. like a call must go sure, out. I, like, you don't think I have a couple of uncles <laughs> that are a little militant? You know, like every, you know how like every black dude has like oh, maybe an uncle in prison? Right. I, got, I got some uncles with some brochures. You got yes. your you got your bed hedged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be in the know if shit goes down. Osama bin so, Laden was bad. Okay. It's <laughs> like, what? So before we get into Muslim, I, I got a couple news topics I want to get into. Let's First do, is do. Bill O'Reilly getting fired. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Dude. Now, what was your takeaway? <laughs> I mean, dude, he, he was, he's been dodging it for a while, man. Like I know nothing. Megyn Kelly moved yeah. uh, stations because, you know, of... Uh, I mean, no girl moves stations because of, uh, of a dude. Maybe she has some other ideas, but like this has been going on for a while. He's been having allegations since like fucking back in the Stu- when Stewart was on air. This is years, like years in the making. I feel like. Yeah, I know nothing about him, but when I first heard the allegations, I was like, at his level, that could just be cost of doing business. Mm. That some people come along, like when, right, you just, okay. when you reach that status, okay. it's not crazy to me that five women come along with complaints and but, you just pay it off to get rid of it right away. Right, but um, I, do, I do feel like women do come into complaints, like uh, in, in in droves too. Like they, they, maybe they're like, I don't know about this. And then when oh, once else, one person starts, right. they all pile on. Right, right, because it's it's I guess it's which could also must be like. They're all like, shit, that move worked on me too. Yeah, yeah, that guy yeah, is a scumbag. Exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> one out of every eight women's got to be like some shitty idiot who's like, I can probably get some fucking millions off this. Right. And they do. And some, there's some smart women out there who like, who, uh, who find the right you know, wave 
and they just kind of latch onto it. But now I know nothing about Bill O'Reilly. I would have figured him for some Christian Mary dude, right? Uh, O'Reilly factor, right? That's like yeah. But I mean, it's weird that Fox let him go because it's one of the biggest shows. He's a money had. maker. He's huge, you know. And well, so, so here's the two things I find inspiring about it. First is. I mean, I like the t- thought of working political talk radio because it strikes uh, me as a cool job. Yeah. But now that I'm hearing that Bill O'Reilly was getting laid, that gets me way more excited for a career <laughs> yeah. in this. I didn't even think this dude, came but, with that dude, territory. If you're, if you're a really good knitter, there's a girl out there who wants to fuck you. you oh, know? they just want the number one. Yeah, yeah. You gotta they, be right. number one. Yeah. If you're good at something, there's a girl out there, there's a groupie out there for you. It's not gonna be as widespread as a guitarist. Right. But you're gonna have your, your people. Right. I think. Like, I could become, like, the best balding dude with tits. Yes. I just really have there to. There uh, is a girl out there who's like, I love the way his tits jiggle when he's bald. <laughs> there's a girl, I'm telling you, you just go to Reddit. You find the right subreddit. Right. And you're in there, man. Right. There should be a dating website, like, findyourniche.com, yeah. <laughs> where you right. really, like, just label, like, the gross things right. about you right. and try and find the Straight one up. person uh, who's like. I have three nipples. And then right. eight girls are like, oh, my God. <laughs> I've been looking for someone with, with a the- dick who tastes <laughs> like butter. Like. <laughs> Just like overly exactly. specific. Exactly. I, have a, I have a trident dick. It's three heads. Oh my God, finally. That's you know? all. That's the only thing that can get me off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for a three-pronged dick. To be honest, three-pronged dick has probably been getting laid before that site. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's got to be a fetish for more people. Three-pronged dicks? Three-pronged dick. I bet there's no one with a three-pronged dick. Two-pronged, maybe. Two-pronged sounds reasonable. Three right, sounds right. like that's a few too many prongs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, here's my other thing with Bill O'Reilly. So, yeah. I was wondering, I, I mean, I don't know to what extent he supported Trump, but it seems to me like he, this could just be an attack on, it's almost like people are trying to take down pawns. They're looking at like what infrastructure existed that allowed for an outsider like Trump to get elected. Right. And now they're starting to, like the New York Times is really what brought down Bill O'Reilly here. Mm-hmm. They managed to run the story, which kind of seems like dirty business, like the, the yeah. Times being a liberal paper, right. attacking it's the same thing when you're a comic, you know, where it's like out of context, and you're just like, uh, you say something like, "I hate rape." He said rape. You know all this dude. You know, it's like you just take a quote out of total nothingness. But like, there is this bloodthirstiness that I feel like the both sides have now. Right. You know, where it's like, uh, there's not, there's no discourse. It's just fucking like fuck blah. It's just Blair Witch Hunt, but with talk right. radio. I took this from. Uh a John Ronson book. He doesn't say this specifically. It, what the fuck was it called? Ronson's I, badass. I love that guy. You know him? I read, I read, um, what's the one about cholera? Cholera. He, he wrote a book about cholera and like how there's like two doctors, uh, uh, independently finding the cure to like the biggest cholera outbreak in Britain. Uh, anyway, no, I didn't read on. that one. Um, no, this one was, so you've been publicly shamed. I don't okay. know if you read that one. It was okay. a cool book, but part of me saying, I, I think we got this thing where we love the idea that we can all be great. Mm-hmm. So we'll pot, pile on like random Twitter personalities, people that are not like celebrity, mm. we'll pile on and we'll make them celebrity status because okay. it plays into our idea of like, oh, any of us can be great at any time. Right. But in the same time, we love tearing down people in the institution to go, ah, hey, you're a piece of shit just like us. Right. <laughs> so what we're doing is we just love right. it, this thing of bringing people to the top yes. and tearing down the people that are on the top to create this illusion of, hey, we're all just people. Like this could, this could be any of us. Any right. of us could be up right. there tomorrow. Right. Because people, I think it all stems from at, at the darkest, it's just a fear of death, right? So you, you right. want to believe in gods, so you, you make a god. So like, oh, I, I, if I believe in Kim, then I don't feel dead because Kim is immortal, and so I feel mortal. But then also, you hate that, then that god can make you feel like less of a person and more nothingness. And so like, fuck, that, that, that feeling sucks too. Like, I don't want to feel like a zero, so you bring them down so you're like, everyone's a zero now. Right. I think it's all fear of death. It's all just stems from that sort of like, oh God, the void is so scary, so I need some ways to cope with this, be it through gods or tearing down gods. 
Right. It's just a kind of a way of people be creating meaning. Now, yeah. what I think could be really cool with Bill O'Reilly, and I hope this happens, mm-hmm. is I hope he just continues being Bill O'Reilly on the internet, yeah, and yeah. he's as big as ever. He his audience just leaves Fox News and watches him. He gets to create his own network online. Which is essentially what Howard Stern did when he left Terrestrial yes, Radio. Yes, and then that worked out amazingly for him. And I mean, he, he made more money by getting his subscribers to pay. I mean, dude, Kumia also didn't die. You know, he, right. he left, his fans left with it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even a guy who's, who had half a fan base, like with him and Opie was the, was the main draw, people love personalities. So like, well, Bill O'Reilly could literally become his own network yeah, where he I, creates, I so. like, a website so. like The Blaze. He hires yeah. people who are yeah. similar to him. And he becomes his own Fox News, and yeah. some sponsors are going to go there. And like internet is like is interesting because like you can do that now. You yeah, know? I think before it was not, it was a little harder, you know. Because no, if you were off channel. Fox News, where were you going to put out right. your content? Right, because that's that the one. Now you have Breitbart. Now you have all these other fucking. You Tomorrow know, you could just start a podcast and be the biggest podcast, yeah. probably. Yeah, I mean because theoretically, theoretically, right. it's like he has so many fans, and like they're all such. A, O'Reilly is a is a brand, you know. Right. So. I hope they just leave Fox News. Yeah, and then it becomes. I don't know. It's just it, it no, I like me that like a power I, to the people. No, no, for sure, yeah. for sure. And like, take out the witch hunt of it, and the, and this like, like it makes it more democratic. For sure, right. I like that. Now, with that being said, if it turns out he's like some rapist piece of shit, then yes, I hope he disappears. <laughs> rapist piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not That's bro, redundant, you know. I'm, I'm not. I like how you have to add piece of shit <laughs> oh, to yeah. rapist. <laughs> no, there's some of those nice rapists out there. Right, right. You the know, the they, gentleman ones. They know. lube up. They actually have <laughs> wonderful penises. Right. that Once they're inside, the ladies are like, "Wow, you really did me a favor here." Yeah, they take him out for lunch later. I'm not talking. About one of those piece of sheet rapists, <laughs> right? Right, right. Oh, God. I'm talking about one of the guys who really okay. We don't they, have to they rape with the pinky out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're elegant about it. I'm not talking about one of those people. <laughs> they play Mozart while doing it. You know, it's nice, right? So the other thing, so the other big news story this past week was uh, Trump dropping what they were describing as the mother of all bombs, the mob. And I, so I took it from a Wall Street Journal article. I thought it was really interesting. They're talking about how everyone hated Trump. Everyone's shitting mm. on Trump. And then he bombs Syria. And everyone's like, we fucking love this guy. Dude, it's such a weird fucking... I, I don't even get it. Because like half the reason a lot of uh, white people vote for Trump is because like, you keep America out of the wars. You know? Right. And they then the same people when they bombed... Because people are more about American exceptionalism than they are about uh, non-interventionism. So like American exceptionalism is like the is what Trump is and they love that. Right. Like it's a dirty feeling but every like almost 90% of Americans I say would, would like to think that like they're the best country in the world. So when you bomb Syria it's kind of like fuck you for doing this but also hell yeah didn't we bomb the, the shit out of that fucking the mother of all bombs because America is the mother of all countries you know kind of it's a weird ego thing I think they but like knowing that we can kick anyone's kick ass ass I think I think a and lot of just Ameri- knowing right. hey America is pretty fucking awesome I, that's what I think a lot of Americans who also voted for Trump for non-interventionism right had that sort of idea I think there's a cockiness in general to Americans yeah. walking around thinking hey we live in the greatest place on earth yeah. and people want to keep that feeling yeah and that's kind of what the Olympics is like hey we all go out and compete and we're like we're the fucking best so yeah, oh, yeah. I, I do think there's uh an element of that that exists. But the negative is everyone, Trump wants to be like, so he finally bombs someone and everyone's like, this is awesome. Mm. And I, I feel like this is going to become like a fireworks display where it's, yeah. he's sitting around and someone's like, Hey, we got this thing. And someone's like, well, we can drop the mother of all bombs. And he's like, what do you say? They're like the mother, <laughs> just go do that. Well, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, well, let me tell you, no, no, no. You just said the go fucking yeah, yeah, drop yeah, yeah, that bomb. Yeah, now it's get so the fu- fuck out of my office. It's, it's so funny. Cause like uh Trump kind of, uh, Blew his load on the grammar and the wording. You right. Know, mother of all bombs, year one. So, like, how is he going to up the terms? How you, what, what's, 
what's more Ragnarok than Mother of All Bombs? Right. You know what I'm saying? What, well, I'm surprised with like just the way that they're shit bags and marketing that they don't call those things like the super peacekeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we dropped uh, the loving human being. Yeah, yeah. We dropped the aid package. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the food support. It's like, right, right. We dropped the United Nations on this. Yeah. That's so funny. That, that would... <laughs> so the one other article I wanted to highlight from this week, and then uh, we're going to get into uh, how Muslims are ruining the world. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, but... <laughs> I got some takes on that too, man. Fuck Do you me. really? Um, so there's this really funny article in the journal, this guy, mm. Robert Bryce. Um, it was, thanks for giving me your tax money. And so what he described is he's like a wealthy mm. middle class guy, and he oh. got solar panels on his house. So his return on investment is going to be about 7%. In the long run, it, it got subsidized to get by the government to put it on his house. Uh-huh. Then he gets to sell the electricity back to the electric get grid. They have to buy it over market rates. But now what okay. ends up happening is like 70% of all these installs of like the um, solar electricity is like middle class families. Okay. And what ends up happening is poor people who don't own homes, who can't afford to get solar panels, end up spending more on their electrical bills. Oh, So shit. they're essentially subsidizing wealthier people who are getting like they have to spend more yeah. to maintain the electric grid because there's a f- the companies are forced to spend more Holy on these shit. wealthy people electricity. Now the liberals they sell you on hey we need green electricity we need right. the government to step in right, right. and then when you see how that actually plays out it's like no you're subsidizing some company uh-huh. who's got a friend in government who is not actually creating a market efficient thing. There's been so much fraud in fucking green energy. Dude, and then you have it on the consumer side yeah. of wealthy people of are this. getting a fucking handout at the expense of poor people while liberals yeah. walk around, hey, we're helping the environment yeah. out here. Yeah, so everyone's happy except, yeah. uh, as always, poor people who are getting fucked right. all the time. Like, no Which is, this <laughs> is what like libertarians need is more douchebags to like just step up and be like, hey, thanks government. This is what you just did for me. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you need like uh Holy shit. That's like amazing. yeah I just thought that it was such a funny read that I is recommend super it. interesting that is I mean again poor people are getting fucked all the time no matter right. what happens right and this is just the the way it's like indirectly getting back to fucking them over I mean I do believe in green power you know what I'm saying like if that's the future I do believe that but uh, as with anything that's good it gets corrupted by money almost immediately. So I don't think this is going to be a better situation. Right. It's going to become more and more shitty like this. I think if government, in my opinion, just totally did not exist in that sector, green energy would actually... It'd be um, be capitalist. It'd be more, you know, private businesses, right? No, but I actually... Yeah, firstly, I think... I just think free energy would actually be energy efficient if we didn't fight wars that kind of maintain oil prices where they are kind of thing. Like, I just think green energy will actually be efficient unless government stays in the way to keep us, like, consuming oil or keeping... I I mean, the amount of spending that goes... That's what happened, right? I mean, Trump, what what did he do? He, like, didn't he... I don't know know if it's double, but, like, he just, like, immediately... Threw in more money into the into the Pentagon. Well, you know, you, military like, spending went crazy. For all they for I, they talk about carbon emissions and how it's ruining the ozone. Um, atomic energy does not like it creates um, mm. like waste, but it does not. It's CO two efficient. You don't release CO two greenhouse gases. But it, it, isn't um that's fission, right? Is it doesn't fusion have no waste? Isn't there one one of them that the uh, process like if, if they solve that, then we'd probably just be on. No, no. That. no but the thing is, it's 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 really it costs a lot of money to create that reaction. Oh, so uh, it's like not efficient at all. Oh, interesting. Right. No, because atomic energy we've just outlawed because of what happened with Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. But in truth, like if you really just left things to the free market and human beings wanted to take that risk, which we would, and mm-hmm. the government didn't get, we actually wouldn't have the CO two problem. We're going down a fucking libertarian wormhole. That's not okay, what I like to do go. here. So we're done with that. <laughs> um, no, what I want to get into is uh, this. I realize in my life, this is just like weird to me. I grew up 
um, like pretty religious Jewish. Uh-huh. I went to all Jewish schools, and then I didn't realize this until recently. Before I started comedy, with the exception of like the janitors at the institutions mm-hmm. I went to, and I was friends with those guys right. and the security guards, I did not interact with non-Jews at all. Really? Like literally at all. That's interesting, dude. I I had the same kind of thing. I had I had a public school, so I would interact with people. Right. But I only had Muslim and brown friends, so I didn't know that penises weren't universal until like eighth grade. I thought everyone had a dick, and that's only because we never. Wait, talked you thought about women it. had dicks too? Yeah, until like until like eighth grade. Yeah. Wait, you thought women had I didn't think penises? About it. I, I didn't think about it, and I just assumed penises. Yeah. That's even weirder than anything I experienced. Bro. We got to take like twelve steps back on Bro, that. It's real. Till eight. Wait, because so I I was so a, you were attracted to chicks, but you thought they had dicks. I didn't really conceive that. You're fucking gay, dude. I might be gay, dude. And you know what? It's okay. 2017. <laughs> I, uh, maybe I'm only attracted to hermaphrodites. I only want right. women who have dicks, dude. It's like uh, it was just like you live in an insular environment. You don't create new ideas. Yeah, I never jacked off until college. You know but when you were in public school, yeah. so there were chicks around, but you just didn't really talk to them? I was attracted. I my my boner was fine. You know right. what I'm saying? But I never conceptualized uh, organs. I just was like, oh, she's hot, she's so cute, and then I'd go back to playing video games. My whole life was just video games and like playing. How How old are you? I'm 26. We're the same age, so I'm just surprised you weren't like six. I mean, I hate to say it, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I was looking at so much porn on the internet. See, I I thought it was bad because I was Muslim, so I thought it was. I like mean, a, I was Jewish, and I like right. I knew that wasn't. Well, cool. I was just a better guy than you. Yeah, you know I guess saying? so. I was a good guy. Uh, I, I I didn't I didn't conceive I just thought it was so bad that I didn't even think about it I knew what, I, I knew that tits make me feel feel good right. but I didn't conceive that there might be a pussy down there or like a vagina right. I skipped the video the the Facebook video I didn't do I it, was a hundred percent religious but if there was porn on the internet I was right. a kid and I was gonna look at it right that's, that's amazing because like, you're a normal human being I right? guess uh, I, I don't know that that was normal I, I don't know right it was dude, I'm telling you like it's just a weird thing I didn't um, my friends didn't talk about jacking off we were just all kind of weird we all kind of stayed insular and not talk about this girl stuff and we'd kind of like always put video games and like now all my friends I still have those guys we right. all just talk about pussy all the time but when we were growing up we were very much like in our own boxes mentally and so we talk about grades or video games and so I never really had a, a person to like say hey there's pussies out there go get them I never had a black friend to just be like yo you felt like that should have been a black person dude I because I remember uh, I used to tutor these black kids and they were like yeah we fucking girls all the time I didn't conceive that fucking girls meant pussies I just right. thought oh they're just Fucking them, like kissing them. Right. You know, I, dude, I, I used to like, I used to like go outside in the night and uh, just wait for breezes to touch my dick because I didn't know what jacking off was. So I just go, I'd wait till everyone was asleep. You I'd just get put your na- dick out in the wind? Dude, I'd get naked. I'd get naked and I'd run out to the cul de sac and I'd just wait for stray breezes. Wait, you wouldn't even just stay outside your house or your backyard? No, you no, I'd, go go, I'd find a cul de sac because I like the wind of a cul de sac. <laughs> And, uh, and I would wait. <laughs> Specifically, cul de sac <laughs> has the best wind. You never, it's got a nice little flow to it. Like, you've never really felt. Your dick feel you've good. never felt a dick wind unless you've been on a cul de sac. Of all like the sexual yeah. thrills that someone's described to me, I've never heard someone go, hey man, you got to go to a cul de sac and have your dick flap around in the wind. This is a new shit. You got you to gotta find new friends, man. <laughs> you see, this is why you have to interact with people from other friends, cultures. Man, so you know about the, cul- the, the that never, That's yeah. what can happen if the Muslim and Jewish communities got together. We can compare <laughs> notes like this. Yeah. Like if you're not jerking off, these are the things that you could be doing right, with your dick. Right. And one of them is being in a cul- a windy cul-de-sac. Right, right. Okay, that, that should be in the Torah, honestly, and the Quran. <laughs> like some fun loopholes you can use. Yeah, uh, the first thing is <laughs> go to a cul-de-sac. <laughs> a rabbi's like, listen, you can't get married for a while. Right. You're not allowed to play with your dick. Right. But here's a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> Go find yourself a nice cul de sac. We've been doing it for years. Uh, the Lord and Savior Usama Siddiqui told us about this. It's an ancient tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From uh, the prophet. Found in 2017. Wait, I gotta, I gotta take yeah. like nine steps back here. So you used to sneak out of your house at night. 
Yeah, so at night at 3 a.m. That's like, such a ballsy thing as a kid. I never did yeah, that. I, I was never... always doing that. I had a, w- a window that I was, I was in the second floor window, and I'd open the window and just sneak out. I want to say any kid who's doing that, I think is going to live a good life because it just that shows a set of balls in exploration, Cause, right? Because like, and brown people hit their kids, right? So oh yeah, you would have gotten all hit for that, yeah, all which all makes time. that additionally. I was badass, dude. We used to me and my friends used to like because we we didn't have girls, right? So what we had was this all this pent up energy. Right. So we'd go out and we'd like break into like. Uh, gas stations and steal sh- like the Bud Light models, you know those cardboard cutouts. We'd steal those and just like hoard. And have those. a circle jerk on it. Circle jerk Cut on a it. Hole in but the... we would jerk it. We'd have a cul-de-sac jerk on it. We just you mean everyone it. would rip out their dicks and let it <laughs> flap around in the wind. <laughs> Put it in the middle of the cul-de-sac and just all get naked. Uh, that's not true. But like, uh, <laughs> but we uh, we stole eighteen wheelers and shit. Like, well, what, what I had, the, I had the same experience. Um, I have like a general theory in life that forces the world's greatest motivator. Okay, and. So anyway, when I was in high school, we went to an all-male high school, right? And so it was the same thing. You don't realize the amount that humanity deteriorates when there aren't women that you have to impress. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, you don't get dressed in clothing in the morning. We used to collect, um, (laughs) we used to collect like microwaves that we would throw off the roof of our building. That's That's what was fun for us. My alley, right there. Like kids would just fart in class because it was hilarious. (laughs) Like we were just animals. And what you don't realize is when you have women around that you have to impress. So. Everyone ends up stepping up their game. Yeah. And there's some humanity to that. Because what, what, what do you see when you see a mic with like eight dudes, but like three girls? Everyone's having a great time. Right. Because dudes are like, ha 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 ha, I'm oh, fun. Oh, they're trying to pretend like they're normal. And they have no beings. ego and it's all great and I'm chill. And oh, the moment this... the girls leave, that mic goes to shit immediately. You know what's funny? I never picked up on that because my behavior doesn't change. Like right. the fact that, but I, I get what you're saying. And so the dudes, because they're forced, end up behaving in a more civilian way, civilian way and then they like that more right Where i noticed this I, I once had like a girlfriend and i found it really <laughs> one time a long one time. that was only once one yeah time. no but i did find it, it pulled me out of kind of being depressed because when mm. i was around her I, I couldn't just stare at the floor and be depressed yeah because then it's not like we were gonna have sex right. i was gonna be the weird depressed kid so <laughs> right. you ended up performing for her so you just weren't yeah it's but on a larger concept you end up Around women, you have to pretend like a human being. Yeah. You better yourself. It's good, dude. It's good for it's the body. better. It's good. It's good for your soul. Like right. being around some good women, it's like healthy, dude. But it's also great. <laughs> like I spend no time around women, and then you just get to be a piece of shit. Yeah. It can become comfortable when you just yeah. give up on it. Like there is some real comfort. To I, it. The, the, the hardest I've ever laughed in my life has been with dudes all yeah. the time because we're the funnest people. We really are. And when it's like four, four or five dudes having a good time, there's no other time you can like you know that's that's really distilled like the best time of, of your life. And so I, I support hanging out with dudes. I love it, but there's a there's a there's a point. But things where you start where you start kind of like yeah. kind of like uh, maybe sexually animals. harassing uh, the fattest kid in your group. It's, <laughs> it's not that. You hey, he's got him. tits. Grab his Let tits. Get him. Grab his tits. Pin <laughs> him down. <laughs> Everyone, grab a titty. And he's like, what? And then you're like, ah, <laughs> like you, your eyes turn red and like everything just gets go. Oh. And it's great. It's a well, great time. Like we definitely. Because it was just not, we just did like piece of shit things. Yeah. Because you're just rowdy and there's yeah. no chicks around to impress. What were some other just like delinquent shit you'd we, say? Oh, you guys dude, ended I, look, up? I look back and it's like, this is, it's like zero empathy. Right. It's just fucking, you know, it's just bad. We used to go to like uh, Hosa Bowl and Hosa is like this, um, you know, uh, uh, Health Occupation Students of America. You'd go to like different uh, competitions and like, uh, you know, uh, whiz quiz, like, oh, uh, red blood cell, that kind of shit, right? Uh, like, uh, it's like academic decathlon, but like, you know, uh, uh, so we, we'd go out like to state competitions and like, you know, it was me and two or three other dudes that were in the uh, uh, the group. Right. And we, one of our um, rivals from a different school, like it's a regional thing, right? We hated them. And so we were like, fuck these guys. 
we're going to mess with them. And so... We chopped off their heads. Dude, we, we guillotined <laughs> them uh, with the machete, Saudi Arabia stuff. So what we did was like we, we, uh, we pretended like we were cool with them. So we went to the room and we're like, hey, man, what do you guys think is going to be a quiz today? And we stole their hotel room key. And when they left for lunch that day, we, we snuck into their room and we pissed on all their clothes. Nice. We <laughs> that's, that's such a fucking, fucking a dude who understands my past. And <laughs> nice. That is such a, like, as any other human being would be like, what the fuck? You were like immediately, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Like, Good shit. Like, as an adult, that's horrible and you should never do that we'd, shit. We'd be bros but if, if you, we were eight. I know we'd be bros. You go back to, to kid version of me, I'm like, hell yeah. That was fucking that, ballsy and hilarious. Ballsy. You Fuck those guys up Like That's just some good <laughs> High school shenanigans We'd be bros in high school I know And what's What's yeah. funniest about that Is that That wasn't like Fratty football team Those were some Nerdy ass <laughs> Dude and it was like It was so We walked in And we're like hey, What do we do And all at the same time Piss on their clothes Like it was this weird Like frequency <laughs> residence You know we all got At the same time You're all on the same page Right right and then, <laughs> we were, I pissed on one of, the, one of the luggages He was pissing Inside the vent So when they turn on the AC Piss would come out <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny <laughs> I love it that's dude, it's so great. It's, it's so funny. By the way, when you start getting creative on where your piss will do the most damage, it's not just like, hey, let's like piss on their stuff. It's like, where is this really gonna suck? <laughs> not this gonna is when this is when dudes uh, achieve Newtonian levels. You know what I'm saying? Where they where they really become most the most ingenuity. You start exploring your creativity. Right. Truly have the most intuition and like uh, the closest to Einstein you ever get is right. when you're trying to fuck up someone's uh, livelihood. You know? Right. And it's so great. And like we we did it. We did the whole thing. We like we ran back to the hotel room. We were like, dude, it's fucking raw. It's like hell yeah, dude. We pissed on him. And we were like, that's not enough. So we wanted. Wait, you to, went back. We didn't get back. We were like, we're gonna shit in there. We're gonna shit in bags today and hold the shit in Ziploc bags and then go back to the next day and and throw shit at their uh, the same. Now shit. you're starting to lose me. Exactly. So <laughs> what happens? Board, what this happens is funny. Shit is no, no, taking no, no, it right. too far. So I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. Eventually, it, there's a, there's a turning point. And me and my one friend, me and my friend Rupak, we were like, oh, we shouldn't use real names, but uh, me and my friend Rupak, we were like down, right? And we were kind of losing our, our way. Two friends were more moderate, my friend Shishto and Samir. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? And uh, eventually, Samir took it upon himself and saved our humanity. Yeah, we had like three or four shit bags stored in our drawer for the next morning. And he was like, dude, you fucking idiots, dude. And he takes those shit bags and he throws them out. But he saves our lives. Like, he, he returned us back to the center because we needed to because we were going to a place right. where it wasn't healthy. Uh, and you always need that that one guy to be like, uh, should we be throwing that's how, shit? That's how there? passionate you were about putting shit in their people's clothes. Yeah. That you were willing to sleep in a room with shit in it for an <laughs> entire night. That wasn't even a, we didn't even think about that. That's how down you were. It wasn't even like a thing. We're like, oh, we're that we're sacrificing ourselves. Right. Like it was just, yeah, of course we'll put shit. Me and yeah. me and my friends once got kicked out of like a camp or something. Yeah, yeah. And when we were leaving, the the bunk. So the top of the bunk, like in the rafters, it went basically the wall and then like the roof went down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we took some pickles and we put it like in that area of the roof that goes down. Oh, dude. Just <laughs> knowing that like it's going to smell like pickles. This is what I, lo I love this shit. <laughs> like, I love this shit, man. That's so specific. This is my shit. I know. I know. It's so specific and hilarious of right, like right. people just walking around in the room like, why the fuck does this smell like pickles? Right, right. And never being able to figure out where the pickle smell is coming from. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. And you're that's one of those jokes that's like, I can still think about that place smelling like pickles and it's funny to me. <laughs> that's stupid, dude. All right. I like that shit. I like that shit. That, that, that's the kind of shit we used to do all the time. Like one time, um, I remember we had, um, there's this um, com main computer in the library that yeah. actually projects all the uh, 
all the TV, TVs in the high school. So it's like it's one control system and it's one oh, PowerPoint presentation and you already know, right? So it's like one PowerPoint system and it's like just relays the entire closed circuit uh, of Jasper High School. So we were like, me and my friend, one day we, we snuck inside the library, waited till they're all gone, right? Like six o'clock and we got out and we went to that computer and we just did like the most juvenile anti-club club or like fart club. It's fucking, you know, meeting at the bathroom and uh, Miss Westlake is a rapist, blah, blah, blah. Fucking Riley is a fat piece of shit. And just all this juvenile, right. you know, inside joke shit. And the next morning we walked in, it was still on there and we're just seeing our work. Just oh, being the on the fucking closed circuit television. I just like, dude, we did it three more times. The fourth time they caught us and we got. Did you get in super trouble? Mad trouble, dude. My, my friend. And it was mad. It was stupid because like my friend who was with me got uh, for his reason for in school suspension. He got hacking. And my reasoning was um, inappropriate behavior. And I hated that because like he got the more noble. The hacking. The noble hacking. Like you could almost put that on a resume. On a resume. All the tech businesses. I got like, being a piece of shit. Right. But so. In I, I guess just because I don't know anything about other cultures, but I'm really interested when it comes to first thing. I'm really interested. I guess it, you grew up like pretty religious Muslim. Well, uh, more cultural, but very right. traditional cultural. And so I, the Muslim was like a backdrop, but a lot of the Muslim values seep through. And so my mom, my, my parents were more Bengali than anything, but they had a lot of Muslim traits that they shoveled as cultural. So it was basically a Muslim life, just through the guise of oh, we're trying to make you a good Indian or a good Bengali. Okay, so it was uh, like. Having religion makes you a better Bengali? Because religion and culture aren't ma- are very the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's more separation of church and state here, but in, in Bangladesh and Saudi Arabia and Pakistan, all those places are uh, church and state are the same thing. So if you're being Bengali, you're being Muslim. If you're being Muslim, you're being Bengali. It's the right. same kind of thing. So you grew up, did you grow, your, your mom's from Bangladesh, yes. but you grew up in America? Yeah, I was born in Canada, so I was there for five years, then moved to New Jersey. Right. Dallas. Dallas is where my, most of my life happened. So like fourth grade to end of college, I was there in Dallas. In Dallas, yeah. okay. Now, in being Muslim, like yeah. as a Jew, I mean, it depends on what like level of stuff you're keeping. But right. The, the way I grew up, you're not you're not a side curl Jew, right? You're no, more, no, okay. those are like the more Hasidic. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but I mean, there's like a spectrum. I would say my family's very modern, but okay, traditional. Okay. But what that meant is, if you were really being observant day to day, my dad goes to synagogue twice a day. Oh shit. He studies. Talmud every day. Holy fuck, dude. Only eats kosher. That's amazing. Sabbath on weekends. Yeah, so yeah. There's a lot that is involved in your daily life. Was your family like right. doing the prayer thing daily uh, or like... That, they wanted me to do it all the time. So there's a, there a phase where they really tried to push it down. But mostly they were just like uh, traditional in the sense that don't date girls, don't you dare, uh, home by blah, 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 eat this, don't eat pork. Don't drink booze. Don't drink booze at all, you idiot, don't smoke, you fucking, and they'll, they'll, they'll beat me for random reasons. Like very kind of like by the sword life. But the Muslim stuff, they didn't really do that much. So they didn't really pray five times a day. Uh, they would go to the mosque every Friday. So like the Friday is the main prayer. It's called right. Jummah. And uh, they would make me go every every Friday, but five times a day. That that wasn't my dad. There's a lot of dads who were kind of like your dad. They're like, you know, modern, you know, cool, uh, but pray five times a day. No pork, no booze. You know, um, uh, don't look at other girls. Have the wife cover the headdress. That kind of shit. So you wait. So you, there were people within your social circle whose wives were wearing like burkas or burkas, just covering yeah, yeah, their ab- hair. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And that was in Dallas. Is there a big Muslim community? In hell Dallas? yeah, hell yeah. These are Muslims everywhere, dude. Like uh, right, all this they're ev- they're fucking everywhere. Uh, Dallas, huge Muslim community. New York, fucking insane. Uh, but yeah, and and the burka thing is interesting because a lot of people. 
a lot of people when they when they hate on Muslims like oh they fucking force them to do it and that's true a lot of dudes do do that and that's terrible but like it's a lot of it a lot of it is like kind of like um, shitty dudes who don't know how to handle or talk to women because they never had any women in their lives right. and so they have what happens is like you don't fuck a girl or talk to a girl for twenty five years then you get married and how do you how do you think it's gonna go I I, I think it's gonna go down like you're gonna be all cool now with chicks like you're gonna fucking have some weird shit you gotta go through. And a lot of that oppression comes from a dude that does not know how to, and that has not had a co-ed life. Right. You know, and uh, I, no, that's, I, I think, I don't like to, I honestly don't like to shit on religion. That oh. kind of, it kind of scares me. And I, I do see a lot of value in it right. where I see religion being, in my opinion, just wrong is in the way it doesn't encourage you as a kid to date. Oh, yeah, like, I just sure. think that's oh, a really normal part of dude, life. Dude, I think that's a to. normal part of development. And right. I didn't do that. And I do think it just, it sets you back. Yeah. And so I think what you're describing, which is interesting to me, is so you're a dude your whole life, you never marry a chick, and they kind of give you a framework by yeah. which you can control your wife. Yeah. You don't know how to kind of be friends with your wife. You don't know how to yeah. do any of that. Yeah. So the easier thing to fall back on is like, oh, this religion's a framework by which I can control. And right. then you have like a natural anger kind of right. towards women because you've never... Fucked them. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is, dude. Yeah, you just have, there's like a... Uh, fucked them. I really think that that's where religion is just wrong. Yeah, man. I I was I used to like uh, kiss girls. Like my first time I ever kissed a girl was in freshman year in college. I was, yeah, I was so far gone. When I kissed a girl, I would go to my car afterwards and just like be like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." You know what I'm saying? Like it was a genuine, real heaviness that I would lash myself. I will I'll take cold <laughs> showers for you, darling. You know, and so I w- I would take cold showers uh, to like punish myself, and I would like, dude, it was it was not a good life to live because you know you you. you you hold yourself down with so many ideas. And Jew, Christians, right. Muslims have the same kind of, you know, I'm sure we have a lot of the same things. I mean, a person should know what a, pe- a vagina is by, by eighth grade. That should be a thing, you know? Uh, and uh, that, I, dating is such a, na- it is such a natural thing that if you don't do it, it just kind of fucks you the fuck up a little bit. Yeah. Like, it's just not healthy. And I, I know guys who are still in it. You know, I know guys who are still in that sort of trap and they're good Muslims and they're like, you know, they got the beards and they got... And they're just, you know, they look at a girl and they, they start shaking, you know, because they can't. They're 25 and they've never had a conversation with a girl. It's crazy. It's unreal. It's I don't know. And it's, I don't blame religion for this. I blame yeah. culture mostly because religion actually, uh, you know, uh, back in the day, uh, there were a lot more freedoms, a lot more, uh, you know. Well, I think people got married way young. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think people got married in their, in their teens because supporting a wife meant you're on a farm. It's not like there's right. that much that you have to do for it. Now we got a culture where it's like, even if you get out of college, you're not making any real money for right. a couple of years. So if your structure is, Hey, I'm just going to get married out of college. Mm-hmm. You have to really have your shit together. Right, for that. Right. Right. You it's, know what I mean? So it's just not, it, it's not so practical. It, it's just you, you, like, would you put like, okay, like you don't train someone at all and then put them in a rocket ship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Go fly to the moon. It's like, what? There's so many fucking... There's the buttons and the twists. You just don't know what the fuck you're doing. And so you just get angry and start hitting the shit. <laughs> you should get a joke out of that. That is so funny. <laughs> that that's why Muslim men hit their wives. is because it's like, you don't know how to fucking use a computer. You don't know how to use a computer. Yeah, you're going to hit it when it doesn't work. What else are you going to do? It's a natural human reaction. That's a really funny right, that joke. Is, that is a funny idea. Super funny. Right? You're going to start hitting it. You're right? frustrated. That's what happens. And everyone's hit their computer. You don't know Every, how to use it. Everyone's hit their computer. Some people hit their wives as well. It's just, it's just MS-DOS. Some of wives. But yeah, that's 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 what. So it's like. I, I I mean I would make this just to play devil's advocate. Mm. The one thing that I can say makes sense about to me is that you can't replicate 
the bond of like first time experiences. Okay. So if like literally the first time you've ever kissed a chick is your wife, it could be that that a, a marriage bond okay. is going to be. But I, I don't know that there's any data to back that up. I don't know the divorce <laughs> rates like amongst. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I don't know why, but the idea is uh, also that it's like, um, well, I do see the idea of like women uh, can destroy you. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, so if you do engage in, like, just chasing pussy, it could really mess you up. Right. Because you just keep wanting and needing, and you're not at your center. It's like a compulsive you know. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so funny. It's like, life is just about balance, but it's so hard, um, like, if you're kind of a compulsive person. Mm-hmm. I, I tried this as a joke once, because I, I can be, like, the second I find something I like, yeah. I have a problem. Okay. It's like, for instance, like, video mm-hmm. games. Like, it would be great if at the end of my night I can come home, play one video game for a half hour, unwind. Okay. But it's like, if, if I then I'm waking up in the morning, I'm playing that video game. Right. I'm not showing up to work the next day because okay. yeah, I'm right, finishing. Right, right. It's, it's, yeah. A, yeah, it's a cycle, exactly. Like, p- chicks are the same thing. It's like, well, it, I guess it's nice if you have a girlfriend and there's balance, but you never have balance. Then uh-huh. they start, like, taking over your life. Or, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you get laid once and you're like, ah, you yeah, yeah, get laid that's, again. That's, like, that's definitely a funny idea. It's true because, like, g- things that make you feel good, you, the body wants to feel good. Yeah. So, you, uh, the growing up, and I think keeping your center means understanding that feeling bad is a part of feeling good. And if you can work those two together, then you'll achieve balance. But when you live in a life where it's like you're constantly chasing endorphins and America says constantly chase endorphins, like the way our culture is like set up, it's geared so you constantly chase a good feeling. So uh, as opposed to, I think, a lot of Western, yeah, sorry, Eastern cultures where it's like uh, it's all part of the same coin, right. yin-yang, happiness, sadness. But living like that is much more healthy because there's not peaks and valleys it's more just this sort of nice center, and America is totally the exact opposite. See, that, that's the plus side of religion, or even growing up with it, is that you have a point of view like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas American culture is so based on just consumerism and, and achievement and, and people acquiring. Can't, yeah. People can't see outside of it at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do think it's nice to have a, like a different value system, and outside of religion, I don't know where you can get that or even mm-hmm. like develop that point of view. Right. Like, there's something to be said for being a part of a community that values more than just consumerism. Oh hell yeah! Like values yeah. things like not just community, but anything religion, charitable. Right, right. Yeah, anytime like you can just foster a community where it has a value outside of just yourself. Not just yourself, but like uh, loving Kim Kardashian, okay, or like okay, whatever okay. the celebrity consumerism culture right, right. is. I do think that's a positive. So that yeah. that is one positive of religion. Okay, so in terms of the day to day, so there wasn't that much. It was just kind of like, like it, your weekend. So you went to the thing on Friday. What are they called? What, uh, the, Juma Juma prayer. Juma prayer. Yeah, uh, uh, and so that's like at the what mosque. do they call mosques? Yeah, right, right. Mosque. So you went to mosque, a mosque. Right. Yeah. And then that's like uh, washing the hands, feet. Oh bowing. yeah, yeah, that whole thing, right? Of all the Jews that you contact contact with, you gotta wash it up. Uh, <laughs> Is that why they do that? All you gotta, the time. You yeah, gotta yeah, wash yeah, the yeah, Jew yeah. off. Wash off the Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So when you finally wash off all the Jew, right. um, you go and like, yeah, it's, it's called ablution, and so it's called wudu in Arabic, and so you, uh, you 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 wash your hands three times, you wash your face three times, you wash your nose three times, wash your legs three times. It's kind of like this ritual, which I also love too. I also love the idea that. Because rituals do prime the mind, and I, I think that's interesting that, that uh, ancient people understood that. That if you do something, it kind of uh, it kind of puts the body and the mind are connected. That's a really cool thing that uh, was was figured out a long time ago. And so when you do that sort of evolution, you're kind of your mind is getting ready for this prayer. And so I, I respected it. I loved it. I, I felt uh, guilty that I didn't know that much. I knew like two surahs, which is like uh, you know uh, verses, whatever. And uh, I, there's a whole fucking book of them. And, you know, and kids are so assholes, like, 
Because Muslim kids would like shit on other Muslim kids. I don't know if you had this for not knowing enough surahs. You only know two verses. You only know two verses, bro. Dude, do you even do you even pray, bro? <laughs> and I don't know if you had that same thing. Where, like you don't even know Torah, bro. Do you even fucking know? And they had those Muslim douchebags who were like. But I mean, get the, and, and you're just like, dude. Ten years from now, you're gonna be so not cool, dude. And you have no oh, idea. My God, I used to be scared of like, because they, 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 these douchebags would do. This is a Muslim douchebag. You would like, oh, do you even know Surah Fatiha, dude? And then you'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, did he actually sound that broy? Dude, one of them did. One of them uh, fucking Tausif. Uh, but they would be like, um, dude, uh, then recite it. And I'm like, oh, you fucking pieces of shit. And it's like, uh, you know, and then after, I wouldn't know the recitals. Right. And so I would fucking fuck it up. And they'd be like, oh, better look next time. Uh, and it's just a funny thing. It's like a. So let me, do you know Muslim, like, history at all? Like, a little the bit, history little of the religion? I'm not uh, super right. good at it. I knew a lot more before, but a lot of that's kind of hazy now. But So lay, like, the briefest what you understand okay. of being like what your religion is how it came into the world okay okay it's uh it, it's in the same it's kind of like a alternate timeline of uh if you look at bible like a like well a universe. I, look, can we start from because this is really interesting to me i never understood mm-hmm. this abraham ishmael is right. ishmael a character to you guys no no real person real person no i don't mean when i say but he's like an influence in your religion he's like Ishmael is he's up there he's up there but he's kind of like more like uh, you know those ancient prophets his name was Abraham a prophet Jesus was just a prophet to us he wasn't so who is guy. Abraham to you guys in your story the same guy it's the same guy it's, it's the same Abraham same Abraham and but Ishmael is there any line between Ishmael and Muhammad or like I'm not exactly sure right. I, I know uh, the, the story of Ishmael and Abraham is almost word for word what right. you guys had and what Christians have. Um, but the the difference is the main difference between Muslims and Christians is that we don't uh, glorify Jesus that much. It, right. It, it's just oh he's just a guy who was also a prophet. But you recognize him as being a prophet. Prophet. I talked to God. Right. And uh, we think uh, Muhammad was the last prophet, so he was the final guy that was talked to by God. So do you guys see Moses as a prophet yes, also? Yes. Yes. And uh, so it's like it's kind of yeah. like the 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 the, the last the, Islam to us is the last book in the trilogy, basically. It's it like it's your return of the Jedi. It's return of the it's Jedi. Like we it's stopped an Empire Strikes King. Back, so we're it's, not getting the real right, story. Right, but it's also the the best one. You know, it's it's, the, it's got the best <laughs> plot. It's got the best returns on investment. It's got all the Oscars. So in uh, other words, Jews, Christians. So are they, are Jews and Christians doing like a valid thing to you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and then God just wanted to interact with this group of people differently. Is right, that what it right. is? And it's it's also kind of hazy because it's like you know you have to accept. Uh, to be a Muslim, you have to accept that Muhammad is your last uh, prophet. Right. But also, uh, we are a people of the Jew. We are people of the Christian. Uh, love them as well. Love all people. Even love the Hindu. Love love everyone. Uh, just you have your belief as well. So they, 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 Muslims kind of have a little more lax uh, look towards uh, non-believers, quote, quote. Okay. And now when you say the love everyone else, so from what I see in the media, you guys get kind of portrayed as being um, – I, I wouldn't say anyone's ever said, oh, Islam, that, that, that's that religion of love. Right, right, right. That's, those are the people, I mean, like, that's right, just not right, the right. way it's sold, and that's not uh, what I for hear sure, for ever. For sure, because Islam literally means peace, right? That the word means peace, right? God, you guys are terrible at marketing I know, yourselves. I know. <laughs> Dude, because here's Muhammad the thing. was onto something. Right, right. When he's right. like, hey, let's go on a bunch of wars, but call this the... He, he understood modern-day marketing. Up, he, up, hey, this is up. a peaceful mission. Yeah, we're going to kill a lot of fuckers, <laughs> but this is for peace. <laughs> straight up, dude. He was the original Lucky Strike back in the day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So uh, what happens is uh, it, 
Iran and Iraq, they were actually as modern as America in the 70s. So, like, uh, you had Western culture. You had people, no, women not wearing hijab. You were, they were all very much at the forefront of culture and stuff like that, right? Right. Even, even back in the day, uh, Arabians during the Middle Ages when the uh, bubonic plague was just, like, destroying everybody, Arabians were killing it. They were at the forefront of mathematics and, and, and culture and all that. So what happens now is what you have these sort of theocracies that came into power after the CIA just kind of shot who they wanted to shoot to get who they wanted to power. A lot of things backfired. And uh, you know, the U.S. is almost as uh, you know, fucking liable for this shit as we are, right? Um, and what happens is uh, there's this power vacuum and a lot of the, like, these very hard right-wing religious extremists came into power and then started spouting their ideas for years. This has been going on for 20, 30 years. And now it's just so ingrained that there's a lot of Muslims who believe deeply in what they're saying. So, so in your opinion... It's politics. Right, so there's a cultural shift in what mainstream Islam religion has become. Not mainstream. This is not mainstream, I don't think. Because right. the, the, the most Muslims in the world are in Indonesia, and they don't blow up shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a very small segment of the, of, uh, of the media that is like going after Iraq. Oh, interesting. And, so if you're looking at... Muslims as a whole, the most Muslims live in Indonesia. Nobody talks about that, and the, the and, highest percentage don't do shit. You know? Right, and in Indonesia, as a religious people, they have a very different approach to what the religion is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, extremists are are it's it's ISIS and it's right. uh, you know it's a couple it's a couple of fringe groups. As a percentage, it's not even it's like not even five percent. It's like a very small percent. But here's the problem: is that they're using the ideology as as a weapon, right. and so what you're getting is this weaponized Islam. I, it's like it's the same way that if like every school shooter was like this is for Jesus Christ, eventually people uh, you know people would be like man fuck maybe this Jesus fuck guy. this Jesus guy. But really, it's not that wasn't in the book. That was a nothing. There's right. not, even the seventy two versions thing. It's not even a real thing. It's not. Right. It's on the Quran. It's just yeah, this is there's two books: the Quran and the Hadith. The Hadith Quran is like the Hadith is the most fucked up shit you've ever read, bro. Hadith is like oh one <laughs> guy said really it. twisted it, <laughs> bro. It's like one tribal chieftain told this other tribal right. chieftain like wouldn't it be awesome if we had seventy two virgins? Right. Guys like really? And then he goes and tells everybody. And the, chapter two, kill everybody. Right. Right. Chapter right. three, <laughs> Jews are the devil. Right, chapter right. four, Christians are even worse. Right. Right. Chapter five, three. rape and pillage. Right. Right. <laughs> chapter four, God's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> People are like, hey, have you seen the new edition of the Quran? This thing right, is fucking right. awesome. A lot of red marks. Uh, the publisher. <laughs> really went crazy with it uh but yeah it's, it's so let's okay so your understanding from what you grew up with mm -hmm. of islam and the, the history of muhammad so give me that version like yeah. in a nutshell what that story is uh so muhammad was just uh, a guy uh living in uh arabia and then he got he was like tribal chieftain right he got the word from god like this is the this is the truth then he goes up tries to you know he, he sends the word to everybody He's the prophet, right? Prophets are like, hey, this is the right way. Come on in. So and what? And what is his call to action? What is he like? Hey, God spoke to me, and this is what He wants us all to be doing. Right, right, exactly. He's like, this is the. Uh, he gave me the book, the Quran. Right, it was revealed to me. This is the book we should be following. Right, and so he goes around village to village trying to bring people. A lot of people said no. They're like, now nah, we good Jews, and now nah, we good Christians. And eventually, he gets people. Eventually, he's like a very charismatic dude. Right, probably one of the most charismatic bros of all time. Right. And so he gets the, just these amassed these followers and then crusades. And then he, you know, uh, takes up the sword for Allah, uh, which is God in Arabic. And then, you know, it's all history from there. But, okay, so in his first version, though, where he's got his call to arms and he's running around mm -hmm. and he's trying to... So he wants to get followers in his religion mm -hmm. and following God. Right. Now, let's say day one, I, I meet the Muhammad guy. I was like, right. hey, this God guy sounds pretty right. cool. What do you need me to do? 
What's his answer? Join me. Join me and fight. Oh, so his original thing was, hey, let's go out and fight other people and convince them to join our fighting clan? A lot. Uh, they were so good at fighting. Like, they were so fucking amazing at swordplay and killing people that people were like, well, obviously, this is the right religion because they're winning as fuck. No, but, to, yeah. but so his original thing was, hey, I got this new religion, mm. and what we're going to do is we're going to go out and fight other religions to prove to them that we're the it, best yeah. religion. And yep. people are like, all right, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Let's go fight some other people. Yeah, yeah. Does that sound like God in any way? Yeah, Muhammad. Thing is, he, I'm not shitting on the. I, mean, I, no, I know no, for sure. nothing I, about the religion. I'm no, just no, trying no. to get a picture for what it actually right, is. Right, right, right. It's the same way Christianity took up the sword to to uh, make it. So eventually, I think Muhammad was 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 because all the tribes back then they lived in their own framework. They were all warring like as a, as a tribes anyway. So Muhammad actually, and I'm not saying yes or no. I'm, I like. I've lost all sort of pro con to this. I'm just saying. Well, so here, right. like, here might be like a Jew. I mean, not that they had like a. Their call to action is hey, we're leaving Egypt. We're going to go to Israel. Mm. And we have an idea of that there's one God. And maybe if they have an agenda, it's like everyone should recognize hey, there's this one God. But you don't have mm. to be Jewish. Right. But we want Israel for ourselves. But I think maybe, maybe, I don't even find really argue this, but maybe you could argue that the storyline is they're going into Israel and they want to get rid of idol worshipers mm. because. They want people to recognize that there's just one God. Right. But your thing is, like, it sounds like there's not even that. Like, it's just, hey, let's just go bring people into our clan that's just a clan that kills other clans. Right, right, right. And obviously, I'm so much of what I'm saying is, like, out of my ass. I'm not even yeah. completely sure. Uh, I, I do know, this is what I do know, that there, Muhammad did ban all the tribes, and there was a lot of fighting. Now, I'm not sure if it was, like, uh, he went out to kill people, like, join us or die kind of shit. Right. Or if it was like, join us, and people started attacking him, and then they fought back, and then stuff like that. I'm not exactly sure on that level. I just know that he was this very charismatic individual who got a lot of people by his side and uh, fought a lot with them. Now, the reasoning, again, I have no idea. Right. Now, why would a guy like that outlaw booze? <laughs> like, of all things, and, like, and, booze and that's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah. There's ideas that maybe he drunk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Muhammad was... Way more chill than the Ayatollah that you're seeing now. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of what you see now, uh, back then there was not the uh, obligation for headscarf. It was for the women to choose, and so, but and it still is. Uh, but people uh, construe that as like, oh, you guys force women. To, some people do in Saudi Arabia. Some people do in Iraq. Some people do. This is genuinely, but it's people with their culture and not their religion. I mean, they're just wielding different ideas. Right. The same way David Koresh wielded ideas to get people on his side. It's like. Is it the ideas are problematic? Yes, but it's the people that are creating it. Because when people, when when a lot of white people are like, hey, Muslims just kill people. All right, so what about the people who use a religion for good? What about the Syrian white helmets who use a religion to save everyone who are, who's dying in battle? What are you doing? You're, you're not doing shit. You're not harming people, you white guy. But you're also not helping people. So maybe you should shut up because like there's people who are doing bad things because of Islam. There's people who are doing twice and thrice and four times more than you for Islam as well. So it's not, obviously not the religion, it's it's the people who right. are following it. Do you see the movie, uh, The Book of Eli? Yeah, with uh, uh, Denzel Washington? Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that was interesting in that movie to me was um, that evil guy was just saying, hey, if we can get our hands on the Bible, this is a really good tool for rallying people to our cause. Mm -hmm. So it could just be true that, um, you know, these people who are in power in these other countries, mm -hmm. religion's just kind of a good way of, um, you know, capturing people... People have been doing this for a long time. Yeah. People are doing this forever. You know, church uh, back in the day. I mean, the, the power of, of religion is super intense. Like people, right. they, they look at these people like as it's like... Like a bigger mind control. Bigger mind, almost. right, exactly. And so... Well, that's the same way... It's something new. Right, that's the same way that 
cultures without a religion, like a communist, mm. um, communist Russia wants to get rid of a church because they want to create almost the state as being your religion. They right. want right. you to believe in the state the way that people. So it's either you're going to have a religion that coexists with your state really well, right. and it's one and the same, or you're going to try and get rid of religion. Really, it's just a way of like the way in North Korea they believe that the heads of their things are gods. It's right, just right. a way of kind of right, right. controlling the masses. Yeah, North Korea is a whole different. Oh my god! But it, 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 exactly, it's a very it's powerful way. Right, it's been working forever. So it's just what? a good tool. Yeah. So here's my last question. So Jews have this thing. Um, I think there's a line in the Talmud that a bad government is better than no government. Okay. We also have a strict rule about that unless a law um, contradicts something in Jewish law, you have to keep it. So, like, for example, like, okay. if a country has a law, hey, you got to have a seatbelt or you have to walk on the left side, any law, you have to respect your country. You have to respect that law. Okay. It's, like, really important in, in Judaism. And I would say what Jews, for the most part, want to do is they— We've just been like discriminated against so much. Right. We just want to live peacefully somewhere just have, have and keep. Tough. Yeah, we, we just want to keep to ourselves. We right. just want to be like, oh, I can be free here. Right. This is great. And then we actually, I mean, you just look at the way we vote. We vote pretty liberal. We're mm. into like social causes. Right. Like we, we just have like a thing of like, hey, we like being fair. We like helping our fellow man. Right. But one thing we're not, we're not trying to convert other people to Judaism. Mm. That's for sure not. Mm -hmm. We're also not like um, looking to. I, I, in my opinion, we're not looking to take control of government. We don't care to go to the war. <laughs> the media will say otherwise. Well, I, I, right. you can make the argument that it's like, yeah, we just want to leave peacefully because we're good at winning right. and we actually understand finance pretty well. <laughs> so if you just leave us to ourselves, we'll just, we're just, slowly going to we'll, just be taking all your money and everything because, yeah, we just uh, want a fair game here. Hey, we're Jews, we just want that. a fair game. I love and that that's Jews. because we know Jews, that we'll I, win the game. I love that Jews took that idea. Like Jews had the worst stereotypes right. all through the history. And now their stereotype is that they're very rich as, as people. That's an amazing shift in, in... Oh, you mean in stereotype? Right, like, right. Because you guys oh, you mean like we're, we're so killing it. You guys right. killed it for so hard for so long. <laughs> after getting so destroyed for so long. I mean, right. it's, it's the biggest 180 right. I've ever seen of any human Oh, being. and now people just have this perspective like, oh, Jews, they're killing you. are like, yeah. yeah, you should have looked at 100 years yeah, ago. They yeah, were they not, not the thing. They were getting killed. That's what, that's what they were <laughs> right, killing it right. as. right. I, I, they were the best at being mistreated. Right, right. They're the best <laughs> hiders, and now yeah. they own the media. Do you understand that your racism has 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 come it's full? So full? shifted. <laughs> they were the best at living in squalor. Right, right, right. And now, like, <laughs> they were the best. Now at, to hate them, you have to say right. how much, how well they live. That's how good they've gotten. Yeah, to, that, to be a hateful that, man, you have to say that they own the world. That's so awesome. No, so I think <laughs> I think what Jews are looking to do is, hey, we want to be in our corner and we want to be left alone to mm. observe our God. Right. Would that's you say awesome. that's true of Muslims? Most ninety percent of Muslims, absolutely. It's it's you know uh, we but there's a twist where like they love uh, people coming to Islam too. Islam right. loves having other Islamic comments, but it's not like come on in. It's very like oh do you like Islam? All right, let me talk to you about it. And like they like it, then come on in. It's very much. It's not like Scientology where they're like come on, like they grab you. It's you you can live Islam by yourself, right? Um, but yeah, ninety fucking everyone's just kind of live their lives, you know. Eventually, it's just like I let God. I this is what I believe in. Let me believe, you know. Now there's some problems where you know some Muslims, a lot of Muslims, might not like gays or Hindus as much because they're cultural. Again, they're kind of pushed against it, and um, you know that's definitely a real problem that even the most moderate Muslim might have, where they don't like homosexuals. Uh, and that's my mom doesn't like them. You know, my dad is weird. My dad's a PhD. He's still kind of like, eh, you know, and that's a, a cultural thing merged with a religious thing. And there's really nothing in the Quran that's 
you know. You know, you know where that comes down. Well, actually, I I think um, that that really hurts me. Right. When, when I when I think about my mom not liking gay people, that really right. doesn't sit well with me. I think um, well, religion does kind of take a stance against um, gay people, which is interesting because at least culturally, the way we understand, you're like, oh, like there's no reason to discriminate against right. this group of people. Now, I almost don't want to. Um, I'm trying to think, see if but I they can are put this. weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but they are weird. No, I I do think. Well, I, I don't know that I agree with this, but I could play devil's advocate and make the argument of that if you see like a spirituality or if you're trying to limit sexual behavior, mm-hmm. um, I think it's fine for anyone to be gay. But I also see why maybe you wouldn't want to celebrate it. Okay, which is not to say that, you're not procreating, you're not continuing the race, that kind of thing. No, it's not that. It's that not that. If you're gay and you're having sex with a male, there's sexual perversion to that. Mm-hmm. But if you're running around trying to have as much sex as possible, okay, okay, that's okay. definitely where I could see religions right. like, hey, oh, and so maybe like when like just because gays were fuck, I mean, men are just horny as shit, right, like, and we'll right. just fuck each, you know what I mean? Right. Like if you're like, we're so oh, yeah. I see where that can kind of like shift a culture from like rigid handle on sex mm. to just like hey we're all fucking everybody right, it's right. a big old fuck fest right, chicks right, are right, fucking right. chicks dudes are <laughs> fucking fuck right. you get on a bus we're all sucking each right, other's right, dicks right. a lot different from like hey we're gonna get married first and yeah, then yeah, we're yeah. gonna have sex once and go our own way for right. two weeks it's just uh, i get like culturally mm-hmm. why you might not want it to be celebrated but like shaming it or like Saying like this is wrong. Well, eventually, that, that that's happens. like a little. I mean, humans yeah. that you know, you get something good, you get greedy. That's it's kind of like a human error. And so, like the same way, it's like you start being like, eh, and then that eh can be like, fuck you, and that fuck you can be like, kill him. You know? Right. So it's just like that was a very half baked devil's advocate thought. I just want to throw that out there. I, 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 not, I like it. not ruin my career over right. some like anti gay tirade, which I was not, <laughs> which I was not gonna get. No, I think really that's one of those things. It's funny. I love how you, you can yeah. play devil's advocate and like actually just say your own thoughts, but just say it's devil's advocate. <laughs> I love that. No, I will say <laughs> this is an interesting thing with aging. Maybe we'll end on this: is that a lot of times, like I guess, as I become an adult and more of my own logic confronts religion, I see it as wrong. It's like gay would be one. I just see religion as wrong. Right. Like I just, I, I'm not attracted to men. I can't even understand being attracted to men. Right. I'm pretty sure you got to be born that way. Right, right. I don't understand why God would born. Okay, right. here's another one where I saw it, and this one's just funny. My a friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends, his grandma was in the hospital uh-huh. like a couple weeks ago, and she's like 97, 98 okay, or over. something. Yeah. And in my opinion, I'm like, why are you even trying to help? Like, just yeah. give her some morphine and yeah. let her go yeah. peacefully. Yeah. And that's like a thing for like end of life. I don't like there's that religious sacred life. Like, hey, let's fight for as much life as yeah. possible. It's like, no, this person's just in pain. Dude. This yeah. person's just in pain. They're going to go back home to be more like, I don't get yeah. that at all. Yeah. Let's fucking put a pillow over her head right, right now. Let's right, get this right. done with I'm, and free that. her up. That's not even devil's advocate. That's just like a good advocate. You no, know but I'm saying? saying religion tells you, hey, there's a sanctity of life. We're going to fight for every second of uh-huh. life. Whereas I view it just from my logic of now. In this case, I was wrong. She's back at home and she's healthy, <laughs> and I would have choked her out with a pillow the if it was up to me. She died. So I'm doing fine. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm doing you good. I'm just punching. I don't have the, the insurance. Face. <laughs> so in that case, I was 100 percent wrong. But I'm That's just funny. saying, as I age and I confront like religious values with my own values, I do kind of go like, I just don't see it that way. I mean, uh, Islam is kind of a little different. It's like. Yeah. You'll like kill people as soon as you can. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> she's With got a limp, put her out. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's she's lot, only 60. I don't a, give a fuck. <laughs> it's a lot like uh, we see heaven as like way more important in life. So it's like, 
Sanct- they're the sanctity of life, but the sanctity of heaven more than the sanctity of life. That's what you think. It's a perusable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's all an illusion. It's right, just so you can right. collect points right. that you get to pay off in heaven. Right. So, so don't like, play into the illusion of what's here. It's all just challenging your faith so that you right. can collect it, currency. It's, it's, so it's ideally you just like do a really have a really good two weeks when you're 12 before you can do bad things and kill yourself, you know. And so you have like a nice little bank of good things. Of good things. Right, before you had the ability to be a bad person. Right. Right, but... I think Louis had a joke about that, like oh, the way... I, I don't know. I, someone definitely did about like um, Christians believe like you're pure... Like basically, if, if, if a woman's getting an abortion, they're just flushing their baby right to heaven. Yeah. They're doing the baby a favor. Because they're pure innocence. Heaven's the greatest thing in the world. They've never committed a sin. So if they're just getting killed oh, as a baby, you're flushing the thing to heaven. <laughs> like why... I think that was a Louis joke, but that's so stupid. It could be something that was right. a, some random open micer said, and I actually thought it was funny. So now I'm just right. attributing to Louis. Dude, I can't tell and you like- how many <laughs> open mic bits come out of my head. Like I, I go to some of mics that like I'll do a random thing with a fork and be like, and now a shitty bit is in my head. Right. So it's just it's just. Okay. I love this is very rare, but when some comic says something at open mic that's so funny that I actually have to repeat it to yeah. someone. I love like that's, that's awesome. very rare, but that's like awesome. when someone just says something so spot on. That's a, that's a Haley's comment. That's a once every never eight years. <laughs> Here's my favorite. I, I'll tell you my favorite. We'll close yeah. on this. Unless you got it, you got any no. closing statement. This is my favorite thing. I I remember this guy was telling this. It was a one liner. I thought I love this joke. He doesn't even do comedy anymore, but <laughs> his joke can live on on my podcast but, to ten listeners. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. So he goes, I have an uncle. Um, what was it? He goes, I have an uncle who. He had his arms and legs cut off, but I told him not to worry because for Halloween I'll dress you up like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. I don't know. Right, what's up? Last thing, because you you sparked something in me. Uh, I didn't deliver that joke because I didn't the, quite the, the, remember. It's it. funny. It's hilarious uh, and also stupid. But like, there's another comic who like uh, uh, he doesn't do comedy at all, but like he's so bad. Uh, but yeah. he has two lines that are just so fucking good. Okay, I don't know. I don't know where he got these. He like definitely in like a vision or something. <laughs> the, the joke he's is the new Muhammad. The joke is it's so good. It's but he's so bad at comedy. Yeah, uh, and me and my friend always laugh about this. How good this joke is, about how bad this comic is. It's like, uh, hey, people think I don't have sex at all, but that's untrue. I have a lot of sex, and uh, you know, you, you think the morgue would have tighter security. <laughs> Mate, great joke, right? <laughs> and he's just so bad though. Like, he's such a bad comic. And anyway, and his his uh, bad delivery is bad. what makes that so perfectly. <laughs> I mean, because that's just such a one eighty. Not expecting that to be the punchline. <laughs> The more shot, better. Scary. That's a good, good joke. Yeah. I like that. Good. Does he have any other jokes? Um, what if, what if, he has a, the second joke? It's so good, but again, he's so bad. Right. Um, he's. Uh, I saw this really uh, uh, fat, fat, fat lady uh, the other day, and she was like, "Oh, you look at me like I'm fat. It's okay. I'm, I'm eating for two. And he's like, and I'm like, which two? John Goodman and Louis Anderson? That's funny. That's, That's not bad. <laughs> right, because she's saying she's pregnant, but... You, you know. can tighten that up. Right, right. That, <laughs> you tighten that up. <laughs> that, could, that would make a great roast joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what they should do? We should have like a, a, a comedy joke fund where if you're quitting comedy, you can give right. us your one good joke yes. that you spent seven years and you ended up with one good joke. And then what we should do is just elect one open micer who's got a lot of charisma but can't write a joke and give them all to him and see like that's great someone should put that together the comedy joke charity that's amazing dude and then the people who quit comedy their one good joke can live on every comic has one good joke and then their one good joke can live on alright this was fun any closing remarks on religion do you wanna fuck it alright this was fun thanks bud